Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Welcome back, beautiful friends, to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra, and I'm so ecstatic and grateful and happy to be here with all of you for this really special episode. As I am recording this right now, I am just about to celebrate my birthday on 222, and it is also the one-year anniversary of the podcast. So there's a lot of celebration going on over here. I am so grateful. And in pure Pisces form, I am feeling extremely sappy and emotional and just in awe of what is possible when we choose to show up and live our dream. If you would have told me a year ago that this podcast would grow to connect with so many incredible women like yourself, I would have never believed it was possible. It's been such an honor to connect with so many of you over the last year via email, on Instagram DMs, through retreats and in-person events, but also it's been an honor to connect with all of you that I haven't even had the chance to truly connect with just yet. All of you that tune in every week that I may not know by name, that I may not, you know, have messaged or had a personal interaction with, but I see you and I recognize you and I'm so grateful for you. I am in awe of what happens when we put something out into the interwebs in this, you know, modern day and how we're able to bridge into so many different worlds, how we're able to connect with and meet so many different people that we would have never had the opportunity to find otherwise. And as I've watched all of these connections come together over the last year, what I've realized again and again is there is such a powerful web that connects all of us. We are all so interconnected and we are all simply walking each other home. So whether this is the first episode you've listened to or if you've binged every single one, (laughs) I am so grateful for you. And I can't tell you how often I get messages from all of you saying, Cassandra, I just found your podcast and I am binging the entire thing. That is literally my favorite, (laughs) my favorite message to get. And I just adore all of you so much. Podcast-wise, this has been a huge year. Launching the podcast was so life-changing. Connecting with all of you has been so beautiful. And then we've also been able to check off those boxes on some other big things that I just never would have even thought possible. Seeing us rank on iTunes and go from being just a, you know, a random podcast somewhere in the ether of podcast world to being ranked in so many different countries and being something that really becomes the go-to for so many people. We've had over 422 five-star reviews on iTunes, and I'd be embarrassed to admit to you how many times I have cried in gratitude (laughs) reading these reviews. We won't talk about that. And I've also been so honored to be featured on almost 50 other podcasts with incredible hosts that were also living their message and their purpose. And really, the only word I have right here is, wow. I am so grateful. 
personally, it's also been such a beautiful year. I'm incredibly grateful. It has been a big year of healing and rewriting my story. And as I've shared on this podcast so many times, healing never ends. It's continuous. It's ongoing. And just when you think you've got it all healed, something else will surface. And that's part of life. And that's part of the beauty of it. But this year, I do feel like I have arrived to a place that I would have never thought possible, where I feel so incredibly grounded so incredibly clear on my purpose, and I'm seeing the work I do really, really impact people. And I'm so grateful for that. I've also been so blessed to manifest my amazing partner, Brandon, in the last year. And I did a whole episode on that, maybe 10 or 15 episodes ago, about manifesting love. So if you're wanting to call in your dream partner, there's a whole episode on that. And I talk a little bit more about how I manifested him specifically. And then there's been some big things in our business. In 2020, we have stepped into the seminar space. And so we are still doing retreats, but now also intimate seminars to give women a really uplifting, energizing space to heal and cultivate community and make those incredible connections. And that's been so incredible. So I'm really in awe of what the last year has been like. And as I was reflecting on this podcast episode and wanting to do something a little different for this special time of the one year anniversary of the podcast, my birthday, I decided to reflect on maybe what my big lessons were in the last year. And I came up with 11 of them. So I have 11 big lessons slash reflections for my birthday on 222. And I think these will be things that really serve you as well, that give you a reminder of what you're feeling is valid and maybe give you a little inspiration and support as well on your own unique journey. So let's get started. The first big lesson and reflection of the last year has been to plan and to be strategic always, but to then also allow a little bit of space for magic. So I understand that many of us are more linear thinking and I resonate with that as well. We like structure, we like a plan, (laughs) we like a lot of you know, to-do lists and journals and goal-setting planners. I'd be embarrassed to admit to you how many of those I have. We really thrive in a setting that is predictable, and we really like having something to work towards. We are not so much a fan of things being totally up in the air and just like flowing with the wind. But there is also so much wisdom and magic to learning how to completely surrender and be with the flow. And I do think that learning how to honor that dance is really special. And I feel like in the last year, I have finally allowed that dance to come back to where I can be strategic. And I know those days when I need to put my head down and work and be very linear. And then I also understand those times when I can surrender and soften and have fun and flow and be okay with completely being on a whim. And that's been such a beautiful lesson for me. So if you are also very linear and you like structure, not so much a fan of unpredictability, (laughs) I get you, maybe this will be the year that you soften a little bit and allow that space for magic. And maybe if you're the opposite end of the spectrum and you tend to be extremely spontaneous and very, very flowy, there might be some wisdom and lesson to learning how to be a little more strategic and structured at times, embodying more of that yang energy so that you also can have that follow through and that predictability that you need at certain times. So like I said, it's a dance. We have to have a little bit of both. And I feel like that's been such a big lesson for me this year. My second big lesson in the last year has been to find what scares you and pushes you to your edge 
and then show up there. So here's some true, you know, real talk. (laughs) It's funny, I can show up here, I can record a podcast and I don't get nervous at all. I can show up at a retreat and I don't get nervous, but certain things like Facebook Lives and YouTube videos have scared me for a long time and I haven't wanted to do them. And I noticed that maybe six months ago, I noticed that whenever someone encouraged me to go live on Facebook or whenever someone said, yeah, you really got to get in the YouTube game, Cassandra, I had so much resistance and was like, nope, not my thing. (laughs) And so it was really grating up on my edge. And so in the last few months, I've decided to overcome this fear because obviously that's where a lot of growth is. And so I've been committed to going live in my Facebook group with my membership. And luckily they've been so beautiful and kind and, you know, allowed me to be authentic in that space. And my team and I are in the process of recording some YouTube videos to put out on, you know, the internet in the next few months, which is exciting. And it's been really, really powerful for me to recognize the areas that I resist or that I'm afraid of and to just show up there anyways. And this is also a big thing and a big reason why we decided to step into the seminar space in 2020. I have led so many retreats at this point that it's almost second nature. I can show up and lead an amazing retreat and you know, create a really powerful healing space for women, and I love it. But this year I wanted to sprinkle in something a little different, something that would create maybe a bigger impact, and also something that again would give me this big opportunity to rub against that edge and still show up anyways. So I can't wait to step on stage with all these incredible women to support them and watch their transformations and breakthroughs, and also to be doing the same thing myself. That is how it works, and I'm so excited for that. And I've also shown up in a more authentic, bold way in this last year. For a long time, I was afraid to fully step into my role as the cyclical health expert and to really do what I love, which is talking about menstruation and how to balance our hormones and our cycles. I was afraid that it wouldn't appeal to everyone, which is such a weird thing to say. And in the last year, I have ditched that belief finally, rubbed against that really uncomfortable edge for a few months where I thought this was a mistake and (laughs) you should definitely go back to just being normal. And it feels so good to really be clear on my mission, to show up, to know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea and to just continue on anyways. The third biggest lesson that I've learned over the last year is to always say yes to fun and pleasure. Our work will always be there, but what won't always be there are these special little moments that so often get pushed to the side. Connecting with our partners or connecting with friends or saying yes to seeing family members, those are such special moments and I've really felt into that in the last year to always prioritize those things first and foremost. And even in terms of your business, it's important to remember that it is okay to take time off. It is okay to leave it behind. People can wait a day or two for you to get back to them via email. What does matter is how much fun, pleasure, and joy you feel throughout your life. So do what you need to do to always say yes to fun and pleasure. Oh, that has been such a big lesson for me in the last year. The fourth biggest thing I've learned this year is to remember that you really can have what you desire. And again, here's some vulnerability. (laughs) Um, This time last year, I was manifesting my dream partner, and there were many moments where it felt like such an uphill battle. If any of you are in the modern dating world right now, then you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's 
not necessarily the funnest thing always. And, you know, I just continued to date and connect with people that were wonderful people, but there wasn't that resonance. There wasn't that deep connection. And so there were many moments where I felt like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is different now, or maybe what I've manifested in the past is, you know, changed. And now this isn't as easy as I once thought. And then, of course, the moment that I simply softened and stopped forcing and stopped looking, then I connected with my amazing partner. He was there, he showed up, and it was simple. It was easy. It was graceful. So I've really remembered that it is possible to have what you want. It is okay to have big standards and to really have a lot of clarity about what you want so that you don't settle for something that isn't actually what you desire. So remember that. You can have what you desire. Listen to that call. And I've done a number of episodes on manifestation, so go back and listen to those if you haven't already. If you're like, what? (laughs) I want to learn how to manifest things and cultivate a dream life. Go back and listen to those. The fifth big thing I've learned in the last year is to simply do what feels good in your body. So hear me out on this one. For a long time, especially being in the natural health world, you know, I really believed that there was one ideal diet. I believe there was one really important way to get your movement in. And over the last year, again, I think the word for me this year has been softening. I don't know. I feel like I keep saying that. And, you know, I've really softened into this idea of just do what feels good in your body. If going vegan and 100% plant-based feels good in your body, then do that. If really rigorous HIIT kind of exercises just supercharges you and makes you feel good, do that. And the inverse of both of those is also true. So you must honor your own body and there isn't a guide or a one-size-fits-all approach that we can take into these things. And so even though food is very important to me, I'm very selective about the kind of food I put in my body. I found that rather than simply saying, I'm not going to eat that or I'm not open to that, eating it and noticing how I feel with it has been a big lesson for me. It's helped me be less rigid and more intuitive in everything I do. And same with movement. I've learned that there are times of the month where I crave a really good spin class or a hot power yoga class that, you know, you're just like laying in a puddle of your own sweat and tears, basically. (laughs) And there are other times of the month when I crave something super slow, like a 20 minute walk or maybe a little yin yoga practice at home where I do two postures for an entire hour. Do what feels good in your body. And rather than looking for someone else to tell you how you should eat or how you should move, Tap into your intuition and see if there is some wisdom there. That's been such a big thing for me, coming from a very rigid health background, to feel like there is more wisdom in your intuition than what a textbook actually says. The sixth big thing, and I feel like we all need to hear this, and that's to stop taking things so seriously. And again, I'm not standing up here on a pedestal to tell you this. This has been a struggle for me my entire life. I've always been very sensitive and very intuitive and more introverted and, you know, it's very easy for me often to take things very personally and to get very serious. And it was around Christmas time that I feel like this really hit for me to stop being so serious and making things so big. I had made brownies for my family Christmas dinner. And as I was trying to make these brownies, I realized that I was missing like half the ingredients. And so I was totally just trying to figure it out. For example, I was out of cacao and all I had was cacao nibs. And so I ground those attempting to make cacao powder, 
which for the record is so not the same thing. <laughs> it's like so bitter and gross. And anyway, I made these really funky looking brownies and I didn't have enough time to make anything else. So I brought them and, you know, my mom looked at them and was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then when we were out eating dessert, you know, my mom is so funny. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. She's very blunt and just says it how it is. And she completely was like, these aren't very good. And I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not eating this. And it was finally a moment where I got to just laugh about it. And I was so grateful for that and remarked that, wow, it wouldn't have been that long ago that that would have really made me sad or bothered me or made me take it really personally and felt like I'm just a terrible cook or something. And instead, it was a beautiful moment to just laugh that, yes, I like literally made the world's worst brownies and they're weird looking and they taste interesting to say the least. And so we all just laughed about these funky brownies that, of course, the naturopath child brings to Christmas dinner, right? So just a loving reminder to laugh things off, to have fun, to not take things so seriously, and instead to just enjoy the moment and roll with things as they happen. The seventh biggest thing I've learned this year is really, and I know we all hear this, but really, really how you start your morning reflects and creates your entire day. I notice a night and day difference in the mornings when I wake up, I do a little bit of yoga and I meditate versus the days when I roll out of bed and go on my email or Instagram first thing. A night and day difference. I find that I'm so much more reactive, short-tempered, annoyed, and critical of myself. And the days where I do ground down and make some sort of 20-30 minute routine around waking up and stretching, meditating, drinking a warm drink, I feel so good and I feel like I am balanced throughout the day. So I know we've all heard it, morning routine, meditation, it's so important, but how many of us really do that every single day? So especially for any of you that feel like it's you know easy for you to get reactive or if you feel like you're sensitive and it's easy for you to take on other things around you, I really have to tell you, starting your morning with some sort of nourishing routine is life-changing and that has just been reinstilled over and over and over throughout this last year for me. And it's very important to me now. The eighth biggest lesson I've learned over the last year is to surround your people or to surround yourself with people that inspire you. That is so crucial. So if you're not in an environment with people that love you and support you and push you to rise up and to show up as your best self, but also to love you in those moments when you're having a hard time and you just need someone to hear you, then you need to find some sort of community like that. And I think this is why so many women come to our retreats or join our online memberships because they are looking for that space, for that community and that connection where they can have that safety. And I so understand it. So find that community connect in some way. For me over the last year, it has been going to so many different seminars and events and being in awe of these people doing such great things in the world that really can stand as a mentor and a friend at the same time. Like so many of my mentors have said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, meaning it's so good to be around people that are inspiring you or that are you know, doing bigger things than you may think you are doing because all of that feeds you and nourishes you and helps you rise up even more. So that has been so big. This is a big one and I'm almost embarrassed to admit this one. The ninth one is to know when to honor your emotions and also know when to be present. 
Yes. Hello. I'm a Pisces. And like I said, also just a very intuitive, sensitive, empathetic child. And so for most of my life, I've struggled with this. Struggled with emotions taking over, going through huge bouts of depression. When I was younger, I had a lot of suicidal tendencies. And there have been many really challenging times in my life where I felt like my emotions took over and I was like lost out at sea. And this year, I feel like I've started to cultivate this awareness to know when it is okay for me to feel those emotions and just be in the trenches and, you know, be super emotional, have a good cry, journal, and also when I need to complete that. So there are many times where I find that I'm doing this dance, where I feel like there is a time, a period of time or a length of time when I can feel into it and then a time when it feels like it's time to close it up. And that's been really revolutionary for me to stop staying stuck in the story for days, maybe months or holding grudges or whatever, <laughs> things that were so common when I was younger. And now to know how to feel it, not disregard it, not brush it off, but to really feel it and then accept it and move on. That is an art and I'm still learning how to do it, but I'm so proud of how far I've come from being the mega victimized, emotional, hypersensitive person that I once was. The 10th one is a big one. My biggest lesson this year was to replace the word failure with a lesson. So for a long time, I thought that if something didn't work, it was a failure. So if I was in a long-term relationship and it didn't, quote, go anywhere, right? If it didn't have an end goal, then it was a failure. Or if I didn't hit my income goal, then everything I did was just terrible and I'd failed. Or if a client didn't choose to work with me or something like that, then I had done something totally wrong. And, you know, it's a very critical way to live your life. It's very, very heavy and it puts a lot of burden on us. And so a big lesson for me in the last year has been to replace that word failure with lesson. So when something doesn't go as planned, rather than being so self-deprecating and so hard on myself, I can recognize the moments when it's just a lesson. And I can look at what didn't work and how I can show up better next time. So that's a really, really key thing. I'm sure all of us need to be reminded of that. But reflect on the times when you've been so hard on yourself and said, I have failed, I didn't do enough, and instead soften into that idea of, but what a powerful lesson that was and I know now how to be better. I now know what not to do, right? So big. And my final big lesson and reflection with my birthday on 222. Ooh, I even forgot. It's 22220 this year. So I got four twos in a row. It's so magical. <laughs> Is that gratitude really is the most beautiful thing that any of us can embody day to day. One of my favorite practices, and I think I shared this in the podcast episode I did with my sister about morning routine. One of my favorite things is to read the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, and then also to bow my head in some form and to just say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, higher self, for allowing me to be here. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my community. Thank you for my partner, for a home, for a bed, for warmth. Thank you. I am so grateful. And I can't tell you how often that becomes a very emotional thing every single day. 
Because when we actually stop and look at how much we have to be grateful for, it's pretty staggering. It's easy to forget all of this in the modern world, you know, where we're triggered and upset by things that at the, in the moment feel like big things, but in the grand scale of things are so minuscule and really do not matter at all. Like the fact that we're in traffic or we missed our plane or, you know, that whatever, you know, that our coffee got a little cold or something. They don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And sometimes we just have to come back to that state of gratitude to remember what does matter and to remember that we are all so blessed and there is always something to be grateful for. So if you don't have a gratitude journal, that could be an amazing thing. If the only morning routine you can commit to is laying in bed and first thing just saying, wow, thank you. That is enough. That is enough, my friends. So those are the 11 big lessons and reflections that I've learned in the last year. And I'm so incredibly grateful for this life, for this community, for you, truly. I I really never could have asked for more than this. So thank you. Thank you for being in my life, for making my birthday so special. And just know that I love all of you so much, genuinely. If we're not connected on Instagram, please find me at Menstruation Queen and send me a message and let me know which one of these really resonated, if there's one that really stood out to you. I love hearing from all of you. So bombard me, send me all the messages. I love it. (laughs) And then lastly, if you haven't reviewed the Goddess Ceremony podcast or subscribed on iTunes, maybe that can be my little birthday present. (laughs) There, I said it. So really, it means the world to me when you all comment, share, review, It means so much to me and it helps me remember that you are all here and that you are grateful for this platform as well. So thank you so much for being here. Next week, we have such a good episode for all of you. I can't wait for you to hear it. But until next time, my dear sweet friends, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.